The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I threw it up. <laughs> Offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. If you don't win, you don't pay. All you have to do is download the app, snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer, and you won't pay for the ticket. Enter code AWESOME to get a nice discount. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Brian. Where's Art? Where is Art? What the hell, man? What time is it? Four eleven. He's with child. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's recovering, yeah. dude. He gave birth. <laughs> that's true too. Um, even though, having said all that, I could see him uh, making an appearance, like this little monkey. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I got my. You can't in. hear us. My idea. Anything to say? No, she that's doesn't. Good. That was good audio no. right there. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I kind of expected Art to already be on, like wait in the waiting yeah. room. Yeah, when I signed I on too. to our Zoom, you know, yes. and he would be like, "I mean, it's been it's been a shit show, but I, I was, right you know, I've been thinking about a lot of things like the EG Civics. <laughs> I just um, gotta get this off my chest. Yeah, yeah, EG's, and I heard you guys talking about uh, you know RX sevens, and you got to know that uh, the one you want is the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one without retractable, um, yeah, safe seat belts, which is like nineteen ninety two and da, da, da. ninety ninety and a half. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of cars, uh, you didn't uh, comment on that nine forty four I sent Lane. Of all people, I did. I said it. No, he said. I? I don't know. Fuchs, no. or he said not Fuchs, or something. I, no, said I didn't not say Fuchs. not Fuchs. No. I thought I commented. Sorry. How but dare you? But it looked pretty uh, good. Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, it looks great. I mean, that's a. That's a. I think that's a really good price. Yeah. Still a um, lot of uh, for a, if if the if it's flip potential, it's a lot of a lot of money to invest right there. Well, yeah, how about not probably flip? A, probably a fifteen thousand dollar car. Not flip potential, but just a place to park that money and yeah. enjoy it. And then even if I don't know, you you sell it in a couple of years, you're not going to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, the pro the problem is how many miles. I mean, I guess with the way that we use our fun cars, you're not going to load it up with miles. Yeah. So you don't really have to worry too much about that. No, yeah, you figure if you're putting like ten thousand miles. Yeah, you're putting ten thousand miles on in like two years. You're totally cool. Yeah, it seemed like a good one. Yeah, black, uh, red on black, uh, phone dials. Nothing else really fancy about it that yeah, I. Yeah, it tell. was an eighty-five and a half. So yeah, it was an eighty-seven. I think. Well, it was an eighty-seven. Yeah, I oh, was just cool. an eighty-five and a half uh, style, but uh, asking ninety-nine fifty on the Samba in Illinois. So I'm not going to buy it. So if someone's listening and you're looking for a 944, a red 944, yeah. it was 40,000 miles, timing belt done. That, I want to say catalytic converter. Dude, that's a really good price. I mean, that's definitely the 940 kind of 944 you want to buy too. It's like, I know. Why not? Right. You're going to buy a beater for five grand or six grand, or you can buy that for under 10. Yeah. It looked um, pretty honest too. Like you yeah. can see the door jams and the engine bay and stuff. It wasn't overly detailed. Mm-hmm. 
It just looked like a real car. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, the Samba dot com. Yeah. Classifieds. Yeah. Um, I left my house the other day. Whoa! And it, it felt Is that good a big deal? I, yeah, dude. I don't. I don't really leave my house. Um, um, he's a brown recluse. I I actually yeah I'm a brown <laughs> recluse. I actually had a place to go, which was nice. Like I have left my house, but I I like ride my bike or something. I never have a place to drive or anything. But uh-huh. I went and took those pictures of for Eric of his oh, uh, striped right. design, the face mask. Yep. Um, which was kind of fun just to get out and like have an activity um, right. with like friends. So it was him and Ryan Barrett. And then Ryan's dad was there too and his green 911. Oh yeah. Um, but that was just really, it was so nice to like get away, be like meet up with four people around cars and just kind of like hang out and shoot the shit, you know? And yeah. then, um, afterwards we walked over to the Seabright Brewery now called the Seabright Social and we had give dinner. Me a, give me a report on this place because I know they changed owners. Did yeah. they actually change the menu? Oh, and it's fully, yeah, full new menu, like a smaller menu. menu, more like a hipster menu. Same shitty beers? Um, I think they have the same shitty beers because it said Pelican. I think Ryan got a Pelican Pale, which is... Pelican Pale and the Blur. They might not and... be making them there. I don't really know because they're not calling themselves a brewery now. Um, I know, but... They might be make, a, having them made name. elsewhere. Huh. I mean, that seems like the way to go to have... Like yeah, to have especially see like white label use of beer, right? Yeah, given all the options and Santa Cruz today, there's so there's so much money in beer. If you make your own beer, you're making so much yeah. more profit. And they had it there, right? They, so yeah, maybe they, they the whole maybe facility. they still do. I didn't really like dig into it. Um, yeah, I, you know, part of my biggest problem with the beer there wasn't so much the beer; it was the fact that they served it in warm glasses. Oh yeah, every time they'd be straight out of the dishwasher, hot, yep. piping hot. You're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> or they're like sitting on a rack outside in the sun. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, oh, good. And it's always like, oh, a, Hot a, a wet beer. glass that's warm. <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah, it's I have horrible, a lot to dude. say about that. I'm not going to bore the listeners, but I went there a lot in a area, a phase of my life when I lived on the we road. We all did. And man, yeah. God damn it, that place. But uh, so you went to sit down dinner. Does sit it look dinner, different? Is the ambiance different? It, so it kind of isn't, dude. I mean, they're definitely more spread out. And inside, they're like indoor, outdoor seating. I'm like, what the fuck? We're doing in- indoor already? That's crazy. Um, so we got a spot outside and it's definitely like they're, the seats are further apart, but where they sat us was in these like little lounge chairs, like kind of low on the ground with a fire pit, Whoa. um, fire Ooh, pit fire table. Pit. One of those sounds like, nice, you know, where it's a fire pit and then the table around it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I think that burns the COVID. So exactly. as you talk across the table, yeah, yeah, probably. But huh? I swear the the table next to me, like the closest guy was eh, probably three feet away. <laughs> was so, he coughing? Uh, he was not coughing. He seemed healthy and all good. Oh, I, I so was I actually somewhere. I was kind of oh. more interested in the ambiance change between owners rather than just like COVID oh, versus sorry. like is it um, is it does it still look like the Seabright Brewery? It's so weird. It... I totally had my blinders on when I was inside. I don't, but. I think they they definitely did like fix it up a little the out yeah. I mean, it feels pretty much the same outside like, yeah, yeah it's a great spot i mean it has yeah. so much potential and it's always going to have a crowd that's just a mm-hmm. outdoor seating in that part of town you're going to yep. get people yeah but it's it, pretty much the same it's just the menu is a little more sophisticated where um it's just smaller menu like kind of you know yeah. yeah um i went Somewhere yesterday, uh, I went body surfing. I've been trying to get in the yeah. ocean a, a little bit. Went down to Blacks, but I've been going early in the day, usually before 11, which is when the beaches are closed. But uh, 
what I found was uh, no one's paying attention to that. And um, then I, I heard from a buddy, a friend who works as a park ma- maintenance guy in Santa Cruz, and he's friends with all the rangers and lifeguards and stuff. And they um, firsthand, this is firsthand knowledge, are not enforcing it. They've all stopped enforcing it. Dude, they have lifeguards yes. sitting there watching everyone at the beach. Lifeguards like, and rangers driving yeah. back and forth on the beach. It, it, and so I went yesterday at 3.30 or something. It's full summer. There's no, there's, it feels like very no difference. little difference. If anything, it's probably some people come, that would usually come from like Sacramento or like, eh, we're not going to do that family trip this year because of whatever reason. The beaches are closed. They just don't know. Mm-hmm. But Dude, it's full on, no difference, no one's wearing masks, and I don't know if they're all quarantined together, but it's kind of hard to imagine that they, they all yeah. are, right? Dude, I mean, that, it's got to be, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's, if you're coming with your own group, like, that's got to be one of the safest things, right? Oh, it's yeah, going I to would the beach so. uh, 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 versus other things. It's like Dude, the full outdoor, the kills full, all the COVID. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what we, what I was seeing was, uh, you know, high school or, you know, college age kids in a group. And then another group would come down the stairs like, Hey, over here. And then they all join. I'm like, well, then that's for sure not one group. <laughs> right. Imagine being right. that age right now, dude. God. So, so tough. Dating, like, dating my, my buddy oh my Scott, God. who's in the dating scene, it is so tattered. He went on a date. Yeah. They went on like a, a walk. Like, Oh, like in person. They're not doing like the, like they're not doing beers, bath, bath soaks together on zoom. (laughs) Oh my God. Cialis. I know someone that did that. I know know someone that did that. Bath soak. Let's just say they both took baths, bubble baths at the same time. Oh, but they knew each other already. I don't know about that. But anyway, what? Well, the new dating world is weird regardless, I guess. (laughs) COVID or not. Dude, shout out to whoever Um, that is. Was it Croc? Hell yeah. I hope it was Croc or someone getting down. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's tattered and, uh, I feel for those people, but yeah, it's like a I weird mean, game of musical chairs where it's like all of a sudden the music just stopped and hopefully you found a chair before you, uh, yeah. before this thing happened, right? Or you were first buddy, to find a chair. My other buddy Ryan just got kind of serious with a girl before this shelter in place went down. But then that's so risky he's, too. He's it's like all you're in. locked oh in. God. You're just like, <laughs> boom. like married, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, all in. It's the only person you look at. Can you imagine? To. Can and you imagine like, the skeptical so looks? Be, I so want to leave you, but, <laughs> but I don't know what am I going to do. We both know the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just ride this one out. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, like, make any rash decisions. Uh, I feel like there might be really funny movies that come out of this whole scenario. Like, mm. you yeah, know, I think there'll be some good stand-up comedy. Could be that too. Yeah. My yeah. daughter's been like sponging. rom-coms though, specifically. Oh yeah, my daughter's been sponging like every day. Um, nice. That's a boogie boarding for the people yeah. in the Midwest. D D otherwise known. Mm. Mora uh, uh no, no. Well, Dick Dragon. Dick, Dick Dragon, Dragon, yeah. I never heard that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um that's But that's cool. awesome. That's like, yeah. Dude, she's in the time of her life, eleven years old. Uh summer. Yeah. Pandemic. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Parents don't give a fuck. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Parents are basically absent. They're Part- telling her parties at the house all the time. We've also been going to my friend's house that has a pool and we go there and hang out. Oh. So that's pretty fun. And are they eggy about, uh, you know, getting close and stuff? No, not at all. Yeah. You're in inner circle world. Yeah. 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 I think there's a lot of, um, drastic things happening with it's Charles. The- 
yeah, the unlocking of the world right now. But I just heard that uh, as of a couple of days ago, Beijing had a flare up and they canceled all school and travel and are back to lockdown in Beijing and certain parts of the city. And they say that it might have originated in a wet market. Just want to throw that out there. Oh, like so a new same, th- It's a new thing. Or it was just the fact that people came together and got sick there. I don't know. I don't really know. But hmm. the fact that's even going on still, it's a little uh, a little questionable. But mm-hmm. um, I could see that happening. I heard New York was having some troubles with like people partying and not wearing masks. And you're thinking... New York of all places, the, like the epicenter, but but you also can imagine how hard it's been to be living there and not. Yeah. It's just such tight, (laughs) tight areas. Right. Like so many people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's gnarly. So I don't know what that means for anything, but, um, it does feel like things are getting back to normal. Yeah. Might be too soon. I don't know. Can you, can you imagine being a wet market in this scenario? You're I'd like, love to open one. You're I like, ah, like, I don't know, man. I think people are okay. You open it one day and like, bam, more cases. It's like, ah, damn it. The bark we sold was looking pretty expired. <laughs> yeah. one on, the, on the counter. I did drive uh, through Capitola Village yesterday and all the Esplanade businesses, so all the ones on the river, um, the parking has been all converted into seating. Oh, so there's no more that's parking awesome. in that's front of Zelda's cool. and all that. I know. It actually, should almost I was be thinking, like that all the should, time. Cause that little I was thinking area the same like, thing. Yeah, the, how many spots is, is it? It's like yeah. 20 spots. And it's such a pain in the ass. There's never parking. No. It's like, make it all like this beautiful little walking area and you can enjoy and yourself outside. It, it, you know, I think the drop off thing, you, yeah. you, if you can still drive through and drop people off, that's probably a thing that would be good because the it's parking is pretty far, but yeah, uh, it's still yeah, drive through, but yeah. I don't think there's any parking until you get to the beach. Yeah. Interesting. And then the same I thing like I heard that. they're going to do downtown Santa Cruz in front of uh, like Chianti's and some of the other restaurants is taking their parking and oh, converting yeah. it. Oh, they're parking right there. Yeah. We've been saying for years, shut down Pacific. I know that one way. That one way section should be closed and then it yeah. should allow traffic through like on, um, SoCal, you know, where it goes right. by. Right, 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 right. Anyways, uh, like cross traffic. So you have like sections that are just closed off. I yeah. mean, it is a lot of parking, but at the same time, I just the think it'd benefits be so much nicer. of, yeah, walking around and outdoor seating is just so great that it seems like it's a no brainer. Yeah. yeah. Downtown Santa Cruz used to have like way more outdoor seating and they've, they've yeah. slowly like built it up a little bit, you know, going onto the sidewalks. But yeah, um, back in the day, there was so much. Uh, and yeah, that'd be awesome just to shut it all down and have it kind yeah. of like a, you know, farmer's market kind of is. Yeah, because yep. right now it's like there is some outdoor seating, but it, it it is all just right there on the sidewalk, and it's like you got bums like cruising by all high on whatever, and mm-hmm. you're like trying to avoid them, and then you're off it, and then you're running into the chairs from Joe's and then, and then sandwiches people, or whatever, and you have people yeah. cruising the strip like listening to music loud and stuff. It's just yeah. like it. I don't know. It's not really needed, you know. And there's enough like parking lots right off yeah. the strip that you're right. fine anywhere. And there's so much precedence too with like rad European cities that have all these things mm-hmm. closed off. And it's like, you oh, know, totally. there's just when there's room to move and everybody's walking, not down the sidewalks, but down the center. And then, yeah. you know, then the business in, in front of the business doesn't have to like have a pass through for the sidewalk. Like it's all seating. And then it's like, then you can really use it. Yeah. 
Well, oh, we, sh- we should stuff. we should run for election. DWA as a group. Oh, as one should. person. Yeah. 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 That'd be cool. I was. We still need to get our church off the ground. That's yeah. true. Can I get Nazis? <laughs> Soc. Soc. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Slow car fast. It could be a whole uh, weekend of a chapter in our Bible. You know, yeah, it's more fun to have to it's push just, a car. It's just like three fast. things, and it just repeats. <laughs> Which is that's like the Bible that's is, about right, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all we have to do is bring like a little stage to stand on, or a milk crate, or something, and we could yeah. turn it into a yeah. few a few notes scribed on cardboard that we hold up. Then exactly. Brian got ZR none. Well, then we could uh, we <laughs> write could it in convert, the scriptures. We could convert people from driving automatics to manuals. Oh, and, like they could be like. Having some yeah. you know, out-of-body like, experience is like, I compel you to get that automatic out of your heart. We and hold a Chilton's you. manual to their head forehead and then pull it off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the the Toyota 22RE <laughs> motor repair manual. Do some crazy, uh, like, yeah, crooked leg dance. And, and there's the, like a shifter involved too. And then like the, the steering wheel part of the dance. I don't know. Yeah. I, we're spitballing here, but there, you know, there could be some good stuff. I think Marty should be our vision of God, you know, that hair. Oh, just oh. Like, like, yeah, just above. Cobra floating or something. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Flowers around. Yeah. I think that's what we should, should try. Um, and then we wouldn't have to pay tax either. That's yeah. always good. The church yeah. of the greasy hands. Tax free, tax free environment. Um, you guys got any project car updates? I saw Lane's bumper for the first time. Looks looks nice. Looking real nice. Yeah, I don't have any project updates. My car's still thumping, you know. I'm still tub thumping. Chumba mm-hmm. <laughs> Wumba? Yeah. Yeah, you are tub thumping. But you know, I get knocked down, I get up again. So you down. you're driving it. Obviously you went to meet up with folks at social hour, but yeah. uh so it's drivable. You just can't yeah. have fun with it. No. You can't womp on it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Can't body womp? That's another I kinda uh, want to. I want to blow it up. But, uh, yeah, yeah, because then you would know, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe you should. That's a good idea. I know. I just don't mm-hmm. want to blow up like far away. You know, is it yeah, getting worse? Loops. Yeah, it got worse. Like it definitely feels like I got worse on the rally. We should do. Here's what we should do. We should do like a drive-by thing where you're driving down the road, uh, kind of like you would do rolling shots for getting mm-hmm. photos. But instead, you're hanging out the window, like listening to car it's parts. It's not that loud. It's not that. What if loud, we have dude. like, uh, whatever you know, like something that bumps up the audio a bit? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's hard mm. to. You have to. Yeah, it's hard to tell where it's going. Can we from, throw? You know? Can we throw a GoPro in the mix to start recording and like try to even getting some differences, like front. Uh, yeah, it's maybe. obviously in the back, and yeah. so you go left to right or whatever, so Richard and start Radcliffe, refining. Richard Radcliffe sent me one of those uh, mechanics of ears. Oh, the thing called? that measures the yeah, yeah. the vibrations or the the, the, the frequencies of the vibrations, well, just, right? Well, it just you put them in places, and then it, you can pinpoint where the sounds loudest. Yeah. So I can. I I think it. I haven't really looked at it yet. I haven't, but I. I think I'm guessing it has like a something I could tape it on or magnetize it or I don't know, somehow put it in different locations and then drive it and kind of go back and see where it's coming from. Maybe. I don't really know. Yeah. Have you yeah. used it, Warren? Uh, no, but I know of them. 
Okay. Usually with, you know, a problem like that, you would put somebody in the car up on a lift and then you would try to duplicate it under while listening underneath the car, stethoscopes or yeah. what have you. <clears throat> and if it's loud and clunky, uh, usually you could get pretty close. But the problem is going to be if it is in that um, transaxle, what are you, what is it, right? Like, is it the transaxle itself? Or the drive uh, shaft? Or the drive shaft. But um, just narrowing it down to that would be a big thing, yeah, right? That's true. Which I think I, that's what. Because part of me thinks it could be the brakes. I don't think so, but maybe, yeah. So that's another thing is you would try to load it all up and, and see. But uh, without a rack, it's kind of hard. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's not loaded when it's on a rack either. So if, I know. Yeah, it's not under any load. Which like yeah. they we couldn't hear anything when it was on the rack running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see that I don't know. I would use like a an exhaust jack and like push that the rear transaxle up in the air and try to have you like run it, you know, at speed and see if it changes the noise or yeah. something, you know. But yeah. yeah, it's it's obviously hard if those guys give yeah. it a shot. I think you just yeah maybe drive it, try to get it to break a little more and then take it in because. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is needs to be fixed. Yeah, for um, sure. Because yeah, it sucks. I w- I want to go on a drive. It and... could be the yeah. I mean, whatever. It could be a million things. But um, yeah, you know, if we just found out what it was, I mean, we just replace it. <laughs> Transaxle's yeah. not that bad. Like whatever. It's like you know, if if it's those, a transaxle, that's fine. You know, are those available? Like, yeah, easy to come by. I can buy one tomorrow on Craigslist for four hundred bucks. Oh, nice. That's crazy. That's so yeah. cheap. Yeah, not LSD, but you know. Yeah, yeah and LSD right. is going to be like twenty five hundred bucks, huh? Yeah, something, something like that. crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, it's crazy because that's what a you know a BMW diff costs, but that's for an LSD. Gotcha. Yeah, but they're so much less complex than what you're. That's well, just it's a whole diff, transmission, too. It's whole right? Transmission, whole transmission, transaxle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're just less common. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um. Hmm. How are you guys doing? Uh, I think we've probably covered this before, but are you guys uh, spinning out on any like projects that you're like thinking about, or just due to quarantine? I don't know. I, I'm definitely as as time goes on, I'm I'm spinning out more and more, and I have like dedicated little threads here and there. Yeah, talking about like vans or off road cars or whatever. Right, are right. you guys spinning out that way? Not really. I mean, I have these projects that I want to do, like the Vanagon needs some stuff. Um, it's kind of like some, not big stuff, but like, for example, the, the, the Vanagon door panels need to be redone, the door cards. And so I need to take them all apart. And that's the most complex one that the Vanagon came with. So it's power windows, power mirrors, speaker, map pocket, all that stuff. Humble brag. And, yeah. Humble brag for sure. And, um, they make these, so I can ask you guys this. What do you think? They make an ABS plastic. No. Just simple crinkle, crinkle finish already pre-cut and everything, which would just go on. They come in gray, but it would have a pretty like industrial look right now. It's got some vinyl with some like velvet and some like chrome accents from the factory. Hmm. But it's all basically coming off the hardboard. It's cracking. It's fall. They're basically falling apart. So I could take that in the original one I have to a, 
upholstery shop and get them recovered. Oh, you can't just buy pop-offs or, or, you know, uh, buy replacements that, that look exactly the same. No, I mean, they make this ABS plus some guy makes them for a hundred bucks. He just basically has a cookie cutter that he's, he's made a template for. And then I guess it's like a racing cover. It's like a racing door panel basically. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like the easiest thing. It comes with the clips. It's already pre-cut for all the shit I would need. But then I'm left with a hard plastic, all gray with a little bit of like a crinkle finish. Or do I take it all apart, this brittle hardboard that I don't even know what I'm going to have when I get it all apart, and try to take that to a good upholstery shop, yep, and then see how they would, what they would offer as a replacement. It's not going to be the original uh, fabric anyways. They might be able to find one really close, though. Yeah, but you should see it. It's got like a velvet patch and then some gray vinyl and a and a chrome yeah, yeah, uh, strip and yeah, yeah. yeah you're going to spend like 900 bucks recreating that <laughs> right. yeah and i don't even care to recreate that really but then if i'm not recreating that why not just go with this tried and true simple thing is so there people- an in between option like is there somebody that does a basic basic no velvet version uh but it's still upholstered in some way I think what I could do is buy the ABS plastic yeah, and then upholster. have that have yeah. that covered yeah. in something a little more luxurious. But is that worth but it? But at the same time, then it's basically saying, I mean, you don't even need the ABS plastic thing. You take it to Roy's and you say, hey, can you just make yeah. me a basic one? And they use whatever fiberboard they would typically want to use. Yeah, but then they still have to cut it. Yeah, you know, but that's pretty. I mean, it, it it it's pretty straightforward for that, right? It is all flat, isn't it? Or does it yeah, wrap it around on the top? No, no, no. It's totally flat. It it's simple. But I mean, still, there's it. It takes some doing. There's a speaker hole and you know all these little clip holes and stuff. So yeah, yeah. that's like what um, I did when I made my door panels. Yeah, I made them out of um uh da, 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 masonite. Masonite. Yeah, I had to cut the holes and all that stuff. Right. Uh, you just, I mean, but it's easy. Is that like if you fiber? Have, is that like fiberboard? Masonite is like fiberboard, but um, a little stronger and more durable. Is that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a fiberboard, but did you use that because that's like a go-to for interior upholstery, or is that just because you know about it from skateboarding and stuff? Oh, I know about <laughs> it from that stuff, but it's definitely. I think it has become kind of a go-to because they use like factories will use just cardboard. Like, you know, it's like straight up. I mean, it's, it's like a fiber board, yeah. but it's like less, I don't know. It, you know, it rips when you take it out and stuff with a little, like yeah. Masonite's yeah. definitely a more solid thing, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, but it is just a fiber board. Um, and it's cheap and like easy to come by. Basically I was just looking for something and it's really smooth, right? It has that perfectly smooth finish. So it's easy to reupholster and all that stuff, but you get sheets of it, like door panel size for five bucks or something at Home Depot. Sure. The other thing that that's another from this project, just being that it's like prime van using season is that if I do that, the van's basically unusable. Sure. I can drive it, but you have all the stuff loose and dangling and, and sharp door panel stuff in the mix. So you can't really use the van while that project's going on. Now I could get the panels, the plastic ones and have them in my possession when I take the ones, the, the old ones off and be like ready to go. But, um, so yeah, it's a hundred bucks. Kind of and, uh, do people rock them bare? Panel. Oh, per. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, people, yeah, people, people rock them bare. And how does it look? I mean, uh, it's a hundred dollars each. Yeah. Wow. I know. So guys kind of got a scene. It's made in the USA. You know, it's yeah, used yeah. all over the Samba I and mean, he does all the panels. You can do the sliding door panel, the, oh, that's cool. The wall. If you had like a van that was tattered and you just right. wanted something durable, Dude, that's, that's what rad. I, that's what I like For is the, the adventure nice. van, camper yeah. van where it's easy to clean and all that yeah. stuff. But yours yep. is just so factory right now that it's kind of a shame to do that just on those door panels. But yep. I think you'd be fine. It just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I, yeah, it's it sounds those. like you're kind of going that way. So I think if you're, if you think the appearance is acceptable, then just do it. Yeah, the other thing I'm not sure about is that it looks kind of sharp. Like the edges look sharp. I gotta see oh. better, or I could email them or something. But I was actually thinking about this because it is like right where your elbow would kind of be, and if that panel is like a sharp plastic. I hope you don't think it has like, a bevel? It seems like a bevel. It doesn't look like it. It, it looks seems like, like it would be inset in the door frame. It so is a little it would, bit. It, it, there'd be like, it, you know, you would never yeah. actually hit that edge, it seems it's like. It's like just a, enough it would come out. You know? But a little bit of sandpaper to roll the edges would be pretty yeah, easy. Right. I mean, so being like an old school Volkswagen, it has like body colored, basically part right. where you put your hand, right? Arm? Yeah. Yeah, where yeah, like metal, a metal, metal uh, door. Gotcha. So there's not, there's not like frame. a cap or anything. No cap. Yeah. It kind of just comes up to that metal and it's just this, you know, plastic yeah. meets it. Yeah. Yeah. Or in this case, the, I don't know. The I mean, I think, yeah. If you think it's acceptable looking, then I would say do that. Cause that seems like a nice, yeah. a simple solution and it's definitely like going to wear well and stuff, but yeah. And it's clean. It's a clean installation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The s- problem is that I don't think I would, it would be so hard to find replacement door panels that would be worth buying and trying to transfer everything over. And Cause stuff. they're all old. Yeah, they're all old, and like it has yeah. to be this exact configuration because yeah. if it doesn't have certain things, and then yeah, it's it's. Here's what I think: I think you should just car. do it, put them on. If you don't like it, you can go get them upholstered. Yeah, like I think that's like your backup plan because you're gonna have nice door door skins to build to to upholster later down the road if you want to. But I would say just do it, put them on. You know, whatever. If yeah. you if yeah. you want to get them upholstered in the future, you can always do that. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. The only thing I worry Good. about with that kind of stuff is like if it takes away from like the coziness of the vehicle. I think it would. I think it totally would. It's it's more of an industrial solution. Yeah. And then maybe when I did that, though, I was thinking if I could put some dynamat in the doors. Oh, I got it. Diamond plate. Diamond plate. You can buy Why a piece of diamond plate. I didn't think of that. This whole time. It'll We've been add, just dancing around yeah. it. Yeah, um, the other project that I've been toying with, and it's not a big project at all, but my uh, hood pad, hood insulation on the E30 is just a crumbly piece of shit, mm. and I've been meaning to do something about it for a long time, but it's one of those projects that just kind of sucks. Like, A, the hood pad is $75. Are those ones that are glued to the hood, like a 944? Glued to the hood. Oh, oh no. That is such and a gnarly job. I hate it. <laughs> I don't want to do it take at you all. A whole, it'll take you like eight hours. Not only that, it's like that stuff gets everywhere, and then you still have to scrape it off the hood yeah. without going through no. and da- Dude, damaging something. That's the and... part that takes so long is getting all that glue off. I know. Unless Didn't your you brother just, just do it? Huh? Yeah. On the nine forty four. Yeah. Because I saw you posted a picture where he had a blanket over the engine. I'm like, oh, okay, well that's that's smart. And yeah. then you know he's scraping away all that crap. Like ah. Yeah. So that's another one of those. Miserable. Like, I don't really want to do it, and uh, the car's fine with the way it is, but. Every time I open the hood, I'm like, ah, I hate looking at that thing. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of gross. 
Yeah. Yeah, they get sand. Does it leave all the stuff in the engine right now? Oh, if you touch it. Yeah. It's just like but a But I mean, even closing the hood, does it kind of like crumble nah, on your valve covers? Not stuff? really. It kind of sticks together, but okay. yeah, I think so, a heavy wind would blow that shit off. So that's a mod that people do on BMWs is removing that so you can hear more engine sound. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So you could heat up it your paint. It just looked like shit. So you could ruin it your paint. Like, ruin your paint would get too hot. I wonder. Yeah. Uh, well, I know it's It would certainly age the paint quicker. Noise. Yeah. Well, I need a paint job anyway. Car's falling apart. <laughs> paint. It's old. I mean, it's already been repainted once, but it's uh, starting to have little sun blisters, and you can just tell it's only a matter of time before I just have clear coat issues That's everywhere. That's fine, dude. It's a rally car. Just tattered. I know. Me. com forward slash DWA. Uh, Heel and Toe Apparel has been our longest supporter of the DWA podcast, and we're super stoked to have them on board. They make all of our shirts for the rallies, and uh, you couldn't ask for cozier shirts for snuggling up with a bunch of people on a rally. Uh, what do you think, Art? Yeah, I agree. And I, I really appreciate that he's a cardcore car guy. He really has a ton of variety of cool. We've talked about it. It's like nerdy, but cool designs, right? They're not so geeky that you don't want to throw them on. And it's just like some stupid quote or something. It's like, it's actually like cool, simple graphics. Like there's the traction control off button. There's the, uh, no limits. No limits is my favorite. I love that design. It's such a great design for the Nurburgring. Uh, and I really like his five speed. Uh, shift gate pattern. You know, yep. he, he, ha- for a while was really pushing the, the six speed, but then also launched the five speed, which is really cool because that is kind of more in our wheelhouse. You know, we drive some of these old school cars that, that only had five gears. Some of us for four. sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, he's definitely a, a big supporter of us, which is a, an easy way for you to help us as a listener, uh, support the people that support us, right? So, uh, definitely encourage folks to go and check out heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash DWA for a discount. And I just saw he's offering first class, free first class shipping for orders over 50 bucks too, which is pretty sweet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He's, they're, they're so good. And, um, all their shirts are like the highest quality. He doesn't skimp on every, anything. They're all water based prints, which makes the graphics super smooth and, you know, not all rough and plasticky. And, uh, just really good products with really clean, nice designs. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm just super stoked on them as is the, I think our whole community and people like Henry Catchpole who wear them, you know, is wearing a heel and toe shirt in the newest Carfection video where he drives the M3 CSL manual conversion. That's awesome. And he rocks that in the, in the other, what is that one? Uh, the GT3? Yeah, I think video? it's the GT3 Touring or the GT3 manual. It's just a, it's basically talking about how good a manual transmission is. And how important it is, right? Exactly. And, that's, and this is part of that whole thing, right? It's, it's yeah. the, the community, the culture behind all of this old school radness. Um, I also wanted to mention his variety of hats. I mean, if you're a dad hat guy, he's got you covered. If you want trucker hats, if you want everything, he, he's got the Flat cool beanie. Bill, he has a standard kind of more, yeah, more standard hat. He has cool beanie, Dawn Patrol beanie. Super Dude, cool. Look, talk about cozy. That thing looks pretty warm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so go check him out. Heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash DWA and use the code DWA at checkout to get 20% off your order.
Um, I did, however, complete my suspension repair. God damn it. What a fucking pain in the ass. But uh, I put those updated rear shock tower mounts in and it was missing the necessary washer to make the whole fucking thing work. So I had to order them from Pelican Parts. Bonus trivia. How much does a washer the size of a silver dollar cost? Ooh, five ninety nine, with, with the correct hole, okay. and it's a, it's a concave. Just That's, so you know, like oh a yeah, yeah, I know you're cupped, talking about. It's a cupped washer. Yeah, yeah, like for five ninety nine from Brian. Shock. Um, twelve ninety nine. Ooh, that's pretty good. Thirteen twenty-five per washer. Per washer, not even sold as a pair. Wow. No, just right up your ass on that one. Um, so got them. They fit. They worked. It was very gratifying. I already had done it before, so the second time around, I knew what was needed and got it all torqued. And then I swapped the wheels over. Uh, back to the fourteens. I haven't even driven the car since. I was so These busy, are the painted, the painted ones with the yeah, no picture, the graphite. Dude? I yeah, seriously. I mean, that's kind of. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. I'm taking the car out. I have the you, garage. You don't have no to. Space. You don't have to drive it to take a just picture. Put it oh, in you're your just cul-de-sac. saying. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I literally did not take it out of the garage. It uh, went up in the air. I know, but that's not on. my fault. You should. Have, you should have done that <laughs> and taken a picture. <laughs> I know. Or driven it up to Dale Golf Course and taking a quick picture. Yeah, I have a, That's I have a plan your for duty. that. It's your job, I have a plan bro. for that. I know. It's funny. I took a picture. I will sit, send it to you guys now, but, uh, it's of the, the 15 and the 14 inch tires next to each other. Oh, yeah. Um, and just their height, you know, mm-hmm. would you see? I'll send it right now, but, um, whoops, hold on. The 15 inch is so much shorter than the 14 inch. It's like so weird. Oh, the actual, the full diameter. Yeah. Oh, so you have it. I just sent it to you. But, uh, it's just, it's funny. It's like a mystery spot, you know? Oh, yeah. Interesting. So I wonder if, does, I wonder if that changes how your car feels, like first gear. Absolutely. The gearing. Yeah, that's a pretty big difference. Just the ride, the, the height of the car is so much different. It doesn't seem like much, but man, it, it is a big difference. I think I scraped the, the skid plate like twice really hard on the last rally yeah. and I had basically never hit it before. Well, you're basically the, like, that's like probably almost an inch. I know. It's crazy. And the car is obviously already lowered. Yeah. So I'm going down another inch uh-huh. just, and by going with a bigger wheel tires, obviously is this the thing. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm kind of happy to get back to 14 inches though. Oh and man, meaty, meaty sidewall. Jeez, yeah. Until there's some good 15 inch tire options, I just have to keep uh, looking. The I did a deep when you dive do something and, like this. By the way, it, you would always hope that you would set it up. You would take a picture of the car as it sits on the 15s. Then yeah. you would do all the work and put the camera in the same exact spot and take I'm the exact same picture. I, but I you already you already swapped the tires. No, 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 but I have pictures of it with 15s. So uh-huh. just and I'll match take that exact the camera same, angle. Yeah, yeah. I'll just take the same exact picture. Yeah, good, match good. the height of the camera and all that. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's... Huh. I think there is good tire choices for 15s, by the way. No, there are. So um, like the, yeah. the, the, the um, sport contacts are really good. Yeah, I've heard those are good. Yeah. Dude, they make a P0 for 15-inch. Yeah, you don't want Pirelli bullshit. And they're crazy <laughs> expensive. They're like five hundred oh, bucks a tire. They're the P eight P P 
600. There's, there's, there's those. P7s. And then the step up, there's a P0. Huh. Like asymmetrical. Gotcha. Asymmetrico. Huh. Yeah. Because those vintage ones are super expensive. Um, yeah, yeah, those P six thousands or yeah, whatever. Yeah, P six thousands or six hundreds yep. or whatever. Yeah. And they have the new uh, new compound, but the old tread. Yeah, and they're cool, but I I don't really love the look and they're right. the prices. They're kind of boring price, looking. Price is crazy. They're not that great either. I mean, they're fine, but I I've yeah. driven them. I drove them on that Momo Rally. Oh, that's right. On that nine forty four, like they're fine, but they're not like they're not even close to like the Michelin's that I have on my car. Yeah, well, it'd be nice if Michelin made some 15-inch or 14-inch goddamn tires. Yeah. Sport, sport tires. Well, Thanks. those Thank con- you, Continentals are really good. So if you ever do go back, that might be yeah. the call. I think that's part of the call. Yeah. Yeah. Sport it contact sucks to, like, twos. get rid of good tires, but that's kind of how it goes. I know. But that's whatever. the crow flies. Say la vie. But, uh, yeah, so the rear suspension is all dialed. That feels good. Hoping to uh, get on a drive here, have anyone to drive with. Lane would fix his goddamn car. I know. I wish I could. Yeah. I've, I've got, uh, I'm going in next Friday to get my tires mounted up nice. and re- realign the car. Mm-hmm. Same alignment as before or different? No, I'm going to change the toe for sure. I want to get BTM's opinion on it, but, uh, toe for sure. And then, um, I, like, I just want to, I, I just want to try that based on the information I have now um, and see how it wears. And then I'm uh, jury's out. I don't know uh, if I want to change the camber or not. Originally, I was going to uh, lighten up the camber in the front. Mm. But uh, I may just, in in this spirit of science, just keep that the same. Just make a toe change and see how they go. Yeah, you can always change it back or change it around, right? Yeah. See the yeah. wear pattern? Yeah. Yeah. Once I start seeing some uh, wear, I should probably get, it'd probably be worth worth the money to buy a stupid little uh, depth gauge. Oh, right. Rather than just does, like using the stare at it for a little bit technique. Does BTM do alignment? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And they, yeah, they did it last time. And so, uh, you know, they're, they're the baseline. So I can, you know, yeah, building up some a reference there. Very cool. I found another guy actually. Uh, there's a guy in Scotts Valley. Um, it's the the shop, uh, this Lotus shop that Eric uh, went to 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 rent the Lotus for one of our rallies. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys know any more about that shop? By the way, like a race before, team. Right? Before I say anything, I know they're like a race team. And, yeah, and I mean, they were doing some restoration stuff on a like a Le Mans car and some other stuff. Oh, really? But, Interesting. Yeah. But I think their side business is, yeah, renting, like, arrive-and-drive Elise's. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's true. And uh, so I went in, and I was chatting with the guy for a little bit. Um, this dude, his name is also Eric, um, uh, French dude. And uh, he used to, like, I don't know, work for Lotus or something. But anyways, he's specializing in doing work on Lotus Elise's and whatever, uh, he also does work on Fisker Karmas. Um, but basically he's like, you know, I just, I'm specializing in the stuff that nobody else is doing right now. Um, and the cars that I own. So he, you know, is a Lotus guy and, and he owns a Fisker Karma. So he just kind of like starts to specialize, but apparently it's very hard to find a mechanic for Lotus cars. Um, mm-hmm. 
And there used to be one other guy, and then he went out of business or went bankrupt or something and kind of stiffed a lot of people. But anyways, this guy is gnarly. He, like, if you read his, uh, the about us page on suspension performance or whatever, it's a very generic name. Um, it, it tells some of his backstory. Uh, but you go into the shop and he's got dirt bikes everywhere, like all these vintage dirt bikes. Turns out uh-huh. he's, he's raced in Dakar. He used to be a, uh, factory Honda rider <laughs> and That's has right. run Whoa. the Baja 1000 like several times. He did the Baja 1000, like, you know, we're just talking about some, one of many bikes in his shop. It's this giant KTM 990 with a huge balloon tire in the back. Um, and, uh, you know, the, it's the biggest bike you've ever, you know, like adventure dirt bike race bike you've seen. And, you know, he says it weighs 350 pounds, which is super light for that, that big of a thing. Um, and he's telling stories about how they burned through, like uh nine sets of tires during the whole race rear tires and one in the front because he's like talking about this technique where you got to be a bit just basically like roasting the tire the entire time and they would just oh like God. wear them out so they would every pits every time you fill it up with gas you just put a new tire on um but dude they got it's like random shop in scotts valley like insane resource and he's got a alignment rack and everything and you know wow. very low key but you know he could be a potential spot to bring my car to if you know, that would yeah. certainly be a little more convenient, uh, but yeah, sounds like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, is definitely geared for it. That's cool. Yeah. I, I had known about him, but I've never met him or seen yeah. his shop. Super, super cool guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we ended up randomly getting on topics like his, this dune buggy that he built, um, basically out of like, you know, compiling different parts from free, uh, free cars that he got. Oh, man, but this is just so up your alley. So it's Brian, funny. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it really is. I was just. It's just that I didn't have a French accent. That was like the I only know. difference. And in... I know, but you brought a baguette, which is a, <laughs> yeah. as, a, as you do, right? Entry. Yeah, yeah. Gateway, gateway baguette. Yeah. Um, it's very, that's very. Really, that's funny. Very cool to see, just like legit shops too. And I mean, yeah, Scotts yeah. Valley is right. a stealthy, right? Shop Canepa and well, Canepa is like obviously crazy, but um, that gas station that you had gone to, that guy's like yeah. got some real racing pedigree. There's another guy. Oh, he has racing pedigree. We haven't even yeah. covered that. Dude, that's that's yeah. what I heard. Yeah, but the guy, it's so random. It's like yeah, you, checking out the spots around me, and it's like this guy specializes. <laughs> In older BMWs, and he's right. One man's van, he's the like closest right, shop. It's closest steps shop away. You could get, yeah. and it's like, what luck is that? I you mean, can see crazy. it from your house, basically. And then yeah. uh, there's another guy that did some like Trans Am racing, and he's got a shop. And oh, my really? Buddy JT's dad brought his Cobra there, and he was telling me he's like, oh, you got to interview him on the podcast. And I was like, oh, well. Interesting. We'll see if how much he wants to pay to be on the podcast. I, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, there's this kid we went to high school with, and his dad. I think his shop is there in Scotts Valley somewhere now, and it's like insane, dude. He does like million dollar restorations on old Porsches and stuff. So, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Now I it's it's jogging my memory. I know that spot. Oh really? He used yeah, to be up yeah. on a up by. A it's like across the street from it's like across the street from Canepa. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and then uh, it's jogging my memory. The the metal worker Ron Covell, who was pretty well known, used to have a shop here. I think he moved, but he would do all this, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, all the whatever, like the non-bondo bodywork, like all the hand hammering fender panels and all that stuff. And he would like 
he he was a good resource for like he he had written a ton of the books and everything and was just like well known oh. in the industry and like hot rod specifically um and then uh there was also when i was racing with nasa um the lock family l o c k e uh they ran their race team out of here but they would basically they they were i think you know they would race hondas and then but then also they were making a name for themselves tuning the untunable nissan gtr uh, which, you know, they were like at the cutting edge of getting through all like the computer problems there, you know, if you're trying to like mm. actually do stuff to those cars. Yeah. But then you also throw in like, there's a good transmission shop and there's a four by four shop and there's a RV yeah. shop. And it's like, all this stuff is like a mile from your house. Like, yeah. It's just a weird, I think it was, um, I don't know why, but it feels like a very old school town and a lot of just kind of people who are into cars. I mean, I don't know really right, how else to, right. to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the people who had dune buggies and fucking Jeeps and yeah. race cars and stuff right. is like Scott's Valley. Yeah. There's also it's a lot of stuff like that in the Valley too. Like when I went and picked up Jay Lamb's uh, D-type replica, I was like this, you know, that was up in, in the San Lorenzo Valley mm-hmm. and it was yeah. just some random dude's house and, you know, behind it he has this really cool garage that he built, but and there's a 924 Carrera GT in there. And then two right. Aston Martin V8 Vantages, like 1980, you know, like yeah. early 80s Vantages and like all, like a full race car one and like all this awesome shit, dude. And you're like, whoa, this is just, you know, at a random house in in, in yeah. Boulder Creek or Ben Lomond or wherever that was. So Yeah, weird. I mean, yeah, it is, it is weird. And it is always like that. It's like one guy's shop and he's doing it i mean look at blaine blaine fab right the directly from the mouth of blaine that guy just doing it yeah just totally random hole in the wall stuff yeah well once the uh once i find out this clunk i want to get like a really good alignment on the 944 because i haven't done that yet i think that would be pretty cool where did Um, you where have you gotten it aligned in the past just like big o tires big o or whatever you know and, and you like yeah. you weren't specific in any way. Uh, like I think I, one time I got like a kind of like whatever a street setup that Tim recommended or something. Oh yeah, there was well, a guy yeah, there. He knew, yeah. There was a guy there, and he would do his race car. So kind of. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd like to get a like a just a, a killer alignment. You hear a lot of people talking about like how it's like makes the car right it just like yeah they like hunts for apexes yeah you exactly like have to turn into stuff it just yeah. like goes i mean and i don't think my car is all bad right now is a thing so i doubt it would be that dramatic but you know some people i know in 911s they're like super sensitive to it where like forrest um lipman i remember he tells a story about when he got his car he would drive it and he's like yeah it was like good and everything but he's like maybe i'm just not, like not a 911 guy and then he went and got this like killer alignment done, like where the guy put the weights in the seat, you know, for him and every, all this mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. you know, $500 alignment or whatever. And, uh, he got it back and it was like, Oh shit, this is how it's supposed to drive. You know, like this is amazing. Like this is like mm. night and day. Like this thing's so fun and like turn in and all this stuff. And like, I, I've, I've definitely experienced that with old 911s where some of them like, they're super stiff to, to go around a turn and kind of like don't want to turn and other ones are super lively up front and feel really good. And, mm-hmm. so, and I'm, I'm sure that's, you know, that's all alignment, alignment stuff right there. Cause those are all unassisted steering cars too. And 
and uh, a lot and of them. And there shouldn't be major differences in the components. No. Yeah. And when they're set up right, they feel like perfect. Like you don't need power steering in that car. You know, it's right. a light front end. But when yeah. they're not set up right, the front end you're feels really heavy it. and you're fighting it. And it's like, oh, it's just. Yeah. What not was the good. car we drove? We drove a 911 that was like that. The red 911, I think, Gens. Yes. The 84 Dude, I drove Euro. That to San Francisco. So stiff, man. It was like. I drove that in rush hour traffic in the city and it was like, fuck yeah, my life. Didn't want to turn at all. Yeah. And that's the way uh, Rick Deacon's 87 or no, 89 911 felt. Um, before you safaroed it, safari, safaroed, uh, before you safari, safari did, I felt like it, if you were going through a turn, I talked about it before in the podcast, but if you wanted to, you couldn't hit, hit a wall on the inside because you couldn't turn it that much. Interesting. Like it was that hard, you know, you just couldn't do uh, it. You were uh, fighting it through the whole turn. Like it just wanted to like, you know, it wanted to like, if you let off, it would just understeer and it right. was just, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. it's interesting to like I picture getting alignment settings right as uh it's kind of like a uh a long drawn out process. It's like uh, a, a long effort and because it's also mixed in with your driving preferences too. I mean, I think there's like natural stuff that we all appreciate, but there's also like kind of finer details about you know how you like to drive a car specifically. But, yeah. Well, you just work it out, you, you know, it's like you you get a car, you get an alignment and you you try it uh, for a while and you don't get another one for a kind of a long time. Right. And, yeah. and yeah, so it's kind of like a, yeah, it's kind of a weird, uh, and over obviously time, like one of those black art things. Yeah. And over time your, your car goes out of alignment too. You know, we're going on these Definitely. like gnarly rally roads where we're hitting Bumping some big stuff. bumps and stuff. And like, it's getting all out of whack for sure. Which over trips time. me out. Uh, but I guess, yeah, it's everything's hold on. Just, you know, it's just tightening down bolts. So yeah. those loosen up and get jarred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I probably need alignment after that last fucking suspension. Busting through. I don't oh, know. yeah. I wonder how Rough. much. I thought that. No, that doesn't. Much. That doesn't matter. Yeah, there's no Rear adjustment is, there. Really, no adjustment. Rear is yeah, much yeah. better. But so, did you find a reason why it punched through? Did it look yeah, like the the factory bushing? It's kind of hard to explain, but basically the rubber just blew through. Okay. So it's supposed to give you some compliance, you know, without being harsh, but. uh it just seems like the it would have a big, is, it would, seems like it would have a big washer on either side where it was like impossible yeah. to blow through essentially. It only has a washer right. on the top of the factory setup. So the, the shock shaft would hit the grommet that was part of the rubber mount yeah. and push up through. So the new one, you have two fat, you know, bushings and then two washers. So, it's just a more heavy duty option. But the fact that it doesn't come with those washers or specify that you should order them was really weird to me because unless it was missing it from the factory or on my setup, it was like, I didn't put them in last time, but I know I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I think it was just the fact that the factory mount, uh, the shock hits it perfectly and it doesn't need it because it wasn't like it punched through it it blew the mount based on force, you know, time. It wasn't like it went through and it's hard to explain. I'd have to show you, but now I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm, eventually that will wear out. Like that rubber will start to crack and wear out someday, but yeah, but it time. should be like 15 years. Not, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, right. That's one of those things where, and plus it's not even exposed really right there. 
this was supposed to be the one that I bought is like the updated, you know, lifetime part kind of thing. Uh So we'll see. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was all good. Nice. uh, Gratifying. I even got my torque wrench out and, you know, torqued the, uh, top, top, uh, nuts to 11 pound feet. (laughs) Oh, wow. You have a torque wrench that goes that low. Yeah. That's just like, that just feels like hand tightening. You're just like, I guess that's good. That feels like, are you sure this is going to work? Like, I know, might exactly. as well. I'll just put it at fifty, dude. Just to be safe. Blow <laughs> um, <laughs> through it. One of the things I love is uh, there's that old book, um, "How to Repair Your Volkswagen" or whatever. That's all right. cartoons, and right. it shows uh, 15 foot pounds of torque is like when you're twisting it and your your veins start to bulge or whatever, or the tendons start to bulge <laughs> in your wrist. That's 15 uh-huh. foot pounds. So just like do that. <laughs> yeah. I do always- you guys use the um, um, rare? Medium oh. rare, no, medium, <laughs> no. No, 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 and no. firm. So what I'm doing is I'm yeah. I'm using my thumb and forefinger. So do this, and then feel feel that section of your. Now no, go to the no, next I've, finger. I've done it before. I just I've never it. I've never done that. I like so that's that. what you're looking for when you barbecue yeah. by touch. Wow, yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's real. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. So yeah, thumb and forefinger, and then you go thumb to middle finger, thumb to ring finger, thumb to pinky, and you feel the uh, the ball of your thumb palm. <laughs> thumb palm. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> uh, anyways, I don't know. It's it like the meaty me. part of the chicken wing of your thumb, basically. <laughs> I feel chicken. like it's hard to thumb like, wing. I feel like it's hard to feel. Like I have a hard time, like, like your heart feeling is the meat, no, heart? feeling the meat, and and being like, is that the same? I don't know. Sure. Oh, really? I'm yeah. a I'm a tapper. I'm a huh. I'm a yeah. Jake tapper. Yeah, you yeah. can like so, lift it and sh- kind of let it. I don't lift it. People can lift it. The hot meat you're <laughs> lifting. Lift it. If you're if you're doing, uh, well, this is when I was watching the uh, I was watching the uh, Franklin Barbecue Masterclass. By the way. I was watching that one while I was commuting. Pretty interesting, like 15 hours of this stuff. Wait, when you were <laughs> watching you were it in commuting? the car when you were commuting? commuting? Yeah, it was what? pretty what? good, actually. Like you put it on your like your phone holder and you watched? Yeah, I mean, most of this stuff is uh, just the audio is good enough. Um, Do you have to pay for that? Yeah. You paid for a barbecue masterclass? No, you pay for the subscription and you get all of them. Oh, It was pretty okay. good. I, I, I appreciate it. I've been off of it. For sure, since I haven't been commuting, because that was like my time to listen yeah. to stuff. But it's like a podcast. It's like a podcast. It's pretty pretty interesting. Rad. What was the best masterclass you saw? Um, I've seen a few that are interesting, but I also see some that I'm like, give me a break. Like Steve Martin has one on how to be a comedian. It's like you can't have a masterclass on how to be Steve Martin. Like that I, I, I watched train. I watched the Steve Martin one. I mean, there is a lot of process. Well, that's one of the takeaways. Yeah. That's very interesting is like you could almost summarize just like we were comparing all of these different movie plots and it's like different movies using the same plot lines, the same principles. Yeah. Uh, Music's the same way. It's very similar to uh, like all of these masterclass things are basically people at the top of their art and all of these people at the top of their art, regardless of what the art is, they just put in an insane amount of time and effort into it and it's like it's so the steve martin stuff yeah you can't teach somebody to be funny but he walks you through all of his early work and discovering why he sucked and discovering his angle to whatever was happening to 
with society at the time, you know, just being a little bit different and then putting a lot of effort into this and the, you try stuff and see what works and you fail a lot and you change it and you, and that can basically apply to all of these other ones. And even right. they got the dude, Aaron Franklin from Franklin barbecue is, uh, you know, it's refreshing. It's, you know, and he's coming in, it's like all these super well-known people. And then he's just to do the barbecues and he's really good at it. He's very, I think he's very famous for this sort of stuff. But, huh. um, you know, when you're comparing to Steve Martin, it's like, Oh, the, who's this dude, other dude of the masterclass. Um, so it's like weird to see on the same level, but he comes in and it's refreshing. It's like, yeah. I just like this stuff and I just, I just cooked a lot of bad meat. I, you just huh. do, put a lot of time into it. And it's, it's interesting because there's, there's a, it's a crazy process. Like this is wood fired, you know, this is basically you could call it snooty stuff. It's the people who want to get down to the very basics. So you're managing this wood fire at the right temperature over 12, hours and such a pain in the ass like just this has nothing to do with the meat at all but it's yeah, everything right. to do with the meat it's like how do you get the right law wood and how do you split it and keep fueling that fire in the right way and then you gotta you know pair it with like you know you want to like have certain times when you're really increasing the heat and you know you'll have these certain logs over here waiting to build up and stuff and so a lot of it's just fire theory and yeah. uh it's that's kind of crazy but yeah so Dude, that's so crazy to think about that like maintaining the right temperature of fire for 12 hours within plus minus like two three degrees oh my god and that's what the barbecue like we were in austin and we went to one of the big barbecue spots it was fucking amazingly delicious but same deal. They have like a pit master right. and that's his whole, his whole job all day long or all night long or however they're doing it is just to do that. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And then there, mm. yeah. So then there are these differences and you start getting, uh, you know, he gets into it and you're t- think it's, it's more like for somebody who would maybe be experimenting with backyard smoking themselves. Um, but then, you know, like I, I, I was listening to this in my car and it's like, I want to, I got to go try some smoked barbecue. So we go to a place over by, uh, I forget what it's called even, but it's over by the, um, the airport. Um, uh, there, there's a pretty good spot right there, but I just asked, it's like, can I see this stuff in the back? And it's like, they're happy to give you a tour. And it's like, this is at scale, right? Like they're pumping out, they, they have opening hours, it's not just like, hey, we're going to serve barbecue at this time of day. You know, we're going to serve yeah. it at one. So that means we got to start it at eight or, you know, do it overnight or something. Uh, it's like they got to somehow be serving hot barbecue all day. How do you even do that? Like after you see the complexities <laughs> of like what it takes to do these long smokes, but they have it all figured out. They're in these giant industrial square cases takes a little bit of the fun out of it you know when you see aaron franklin doing it on his little round smoker with the little chimney at the top in the backyard in texas yeah, right like that has a certain charm this is but like also industrial also selling out of shit right like oh, yeah. yeah yeah that's like the whole thing about barbecue is that you can miss the whatever right yeah warren that's thing. like that remember that brewery you went to in sacramento or arts or Ruben's? urban roots yeah urban roots yeah they they had their smoker is like something like 300 square feet Damn. Walk-in smoker. So, yeah. Dang. I believe it. I mean, if you're trying to feed thousands of people, yeah. Yeah. you got to keep it going. That's, yeah, that's a whole nother deal. I mean, I would be interested in watching that, but then I'm, I'm the guy with the charbroil propane grill upstairs. That, right. That, you know, I, I don't ever fuck with 
wood or charcoal or yeah. any of it. I know. And, it's, and it I know. maintains the temperature. And, yeah, and it everything. does. And, like, I'm obviously going for convenience. I would right. love to be in a place where it's like, oh, I'm going to get, you know, like Ali has his Wi-Fi temperature controlled Traeger or whatever. I think it's a green egg. But it's a green egg, but you don't have to use coals and stuff or whatever. It's like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's got it super dialed and that sounds, that sounds nice too, but. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> you, you have to, it's a lifestyle basically. Right. But, I you guess know, that's my point. I was definitely looking yeah. it up. You know, it had me looking it up like, Oh, like what do you get a full smoker for? Like I've seen them on Craigslist or the back of the auto, tr- auto shopper. <laughs> like what do they go? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just an old 55 gallon drum that they've cut. Right. And- right. Well, but the, yeah, they put these things on trailers and it's like, Oh, maybe you could just buy one or I don't know. Can you rent one for the weekend and just smoke, you know, smoke in the driveway or something? But yeah, those are, it's, the old, it's crazy. The old barbecue rental. Well, they do but, it, right? Do they? Yeah. Yeah. You oh, can rent shit. equipment for like this stuff. Yeah. But oh, you I could, so, you could but, rent one yeah. for probably, you know, three, four hundred bucks a weekend or you could buy a trailer with one on it for fifteen hundred bucks or something. <laughs> Not including the cost of the meat, which like you talk about, you know, Aaron's oh. talking about. Uh, run trying stuff and seeing how it goes, and you're putting 12 hours into this thing. And if you like are totally varying the temperature, if you're screwing it up, it's like, well, you probably just spent a lot on meat, and you got a lot of hungry folks here waiting for it. And it's like, but see, little- that's like that's like professional stuff. I think if you just buy like yeah. a a trigger like pellet smoker. Which is like super easy to maintain your temperature for. Yeah, but then, but then you're taking away a lot of fun. Like, oh, yeah, half of this you thing call was that like, fun, well, like, that's, that's the whole it, thing. You have to be a, you have to be a super enthusiastic right. about that. And then part. you have to get like, the right wood. The wood's expensive. Well, so that's, that's the thing, right? Like, if you want to try it to this nerdy level, you use like but, alder and whatever, you try different woods and. Right. Hickory. And so what, how do you, you know, how do you, what logs are you putting in? Uh, what's the size of the logs that you're getting that you're splitting and, you have to have a grill big enough to hold a, a cut log like this. And so, you know, that's the fuel area. So then how, you know, something that's going to be running that much fuel is going to be a certain size. Like it almost doesn't even make sense. You can't get a small one for your backyard and be doing putting twigs in, right? Like it's all yeah, relative. Yeah. And so it's like, it's kind of based off the size of the wood you're getting. Well, and, how dry and, is it and how yeah, everything. Yeah. It's like, and that's yeah. like a huge part of it is like, uh, Texas post wood or whatever, uh, post, uh, post, uh, pine, I think it is. I don't know. Mm. Uh, that's what they use out there. Totally different flavor from the stuff out here. So that was the first question I asked this place over in San Jose. It's like, you know, yeah. where are you getting your wood from? What are you guys using locally? And they ship it in from Oregon. And it's just like a massive amount of wood that they're just like getting trucked down from Oregon on a regular basis to be able to keep these things going all week. Dang. Anyways, so where, where did you go? You said by the airport, Watsonville? No, no, no. San Jose, San Jose, Coleman Avenue. Yeah. It's, uh, but right next to the stadium. Um, oh. I forget what the place is, but it would be very Kirk's maybe. It might be Kirk's barbecue. Interesting. I've never heard of it. Cool. I just got a, um, email from Paso Robles Inn. I did too. And it's yeah, finally, it's too. time to book that vacation you've been dreaming about. And it shows all these pictures, pictures of people cleaning the rooms with masks on. It's pretty oh, classic, yeah. dude. That's a Yeah, I, I got the exact same thing. I just looked at it, but I was, you know, what I was looking for it was a deal. Give me a fucking deal, Bowser right? Rolls, you cocksuckers. Cocksuckers. It's fucking expensive. And if you're trying to get people back, wow them with some fucking. Yeah. Dude, I got specials. one from this place I stayed at in Napa once with Heidi, um, in Yonville, I think it was. 
And when we stayed there, it was probably like 300 a night or something. Dude, they want it's 1200 a night now. Oh my god. They got to make god. their money back. Dude, you're balling, Lane. That's good. That was a good buy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nice, nice for 300. Move. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Oh, there and there's another one. We got Thomas Keller. He's got some masterclass Thomas things Keller. too. I would, I would watch that one, but again, like I'm I'm in no way shape or form going well, to Well, uh, you could learn a lot from these guys. I mean, if they talk about like they literally have ones talking about just the basics, like how you do that's cool. The most with the basics. And, yeah, you know, they'll right. go through their whole kitchen setup. And some are definitely better than others. I, I like the ones that get behind, like, the whole the theory of how they're setting it up and why they choose what they do. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of cool. times, yeah, I like that where it's, like, kind of like what you can do as, like, a normal consumer. Exactly. When yeah. it gets into, like, you have to buy this, like, $5,000 smoker it's like oh out, right, right right like you're out which right that away. wasn't aaron franklin's message by the way no, i wouldn't I want to take you. away I'm, from his his I'm not, uh, i don't yeah. care who but I, yeah. yeah 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 but you know some things are like that where you're like right if you what you am i gonna do with it yeah so, you have to be full on like connor wells like like you know he got into barbecuing for a while and he had a green egg and all this shit in our backyard but like yeah you have to be one of those guys it's like you gotta you to learn guitar you have to buy a six thousand dollar guitar it's like no dude you can just start with a fucking ukulele and do it but ukulele and so yeah they're uh um and so along those lines like uh david finch he's the guy right david finch he's the weird director no it's oh is it david finch fincher finch yeah Finch. Oh, there's Fincher too. Oh, David Lynch. David Lynch. Lynch. That's yeah, yeah. right. Finch didn't Fincher right. is the other guy. David Fincher is another so director. David Lynch had a super weird one, and these things are like they're all slightly different. I right? can't even it, imagine him doing yeah, one. What that. Yeah, he seems so Mohan out of character. Fucking... Yeah, he's, he's so talking about crazy. all that racer head, and and it's cool because he you know conti- continues to spread the message that it's like. You know, we were just, we were literally two people just going out. We weren't getting permits. We were just finding good spots and shooting and then the cops came or whatever. But, uh, he, he's like full on, like just, and he's just such a nutcase, right? You can see it in the whole thing, which is kind of awesome. Uh, but yeah, he's like, you know, you don't need anything. It, the camera quality doesn't matter. Like just wow. go out and, you know, do with this, whatever story you need to get out, like just go do it. And, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, but all, all of these things, it's like, it's one of those things where if you're, if you're just a person looking for a YouTube video or whatever, like, uh, uh, for the practical steps of what to do, like, that's not what this is in any way. It's more like just kind of inspirational stuff. That's interesting yes. to hear like straight from the people who have like got to certain levels. You it's give them a platform like- with eight, eight to 12 hours of content and, uh, you know, they're bound to get into some like nitty gritty details that are pretty cool. It sounds like it's kind of like it's getting so deep where it brings everything into like an art form, right? It talks about it yeah. all as like a, as like yeah, a, yeah. like all the little idiosyncrasies and stuff like that, where it's not like you said, it's not just like step A, B, C. It's right. like all the the little nuances and stuff. Yeah, and what makes everyone's like different? And yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, that so uh, the pro tip, and this is not an ad for masterclass, but it it uh, uh, it's something. Uh, pro tip is I did it on, uh, one of the holidays and they did like a two for one deal. And so I talked to somebody else. I talked Kevin into getting it, uh, as a gift for, uh, and, and so then it was half price there. Two for one. Yeah. So what does it cost? I don't even know. It's like 160 bucks for a year. Okay. Okay. And, uh, do they have like a back catalog? You can just go and watch any class. Yeah. That's for opening everything and then they're yeah. adding new ones and stuff. 
But a, as of now, I would say it's not worth it just because I haven't been using it for a super long time because right. uh, I haven't been commuting. But back when I was, it, I, I thought it was. So we need a DWA masterclass. I don't know what we, we would do. talk about. but, but No, uh, I think we could do a lot. We could cover a lot of things. And just giving away all our secrets. Absolutely. For I mean, you know, can you imagine though, us? I actually can imagine it. Sadly, you give us a platform of uh, for eight hours to talk about like a single topic. <laughs> like, what if we took like so? Donut Media does this stuff, uh, you know, where all you need to know about the cars, yeah, about whatever. That's a very popular series. But every one of those, it's like, oh, you're just scratching the surface. Like, what if you went eight hours deep on Land Cruisers? It's crazy. Uh, by the and way, I'm not I would the guy that I, says, by the way, you're just scratching the surface. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I would, <laughs> I would, on. dude, I, it's an interesting thing nowadays with podcasts and all this stuff and like YouTube. Like I am super hungry for like really good deep content. Like I was looking at, uh, uh, looking for information about, you know, what separates gravel spec rally suspension versus tarmac rally suspension? What are the details? You look it up. There's like, you know, 10 videos that are two and a half minutes long. And I want to know way, way more than that. <laughs> and like, if I could just sit and do, just listen to audio, a, a podcast series that's just covering that topic and it's going through like, you know, actually like going through like how you do proper setup and the test day and all that stuff. Like to me, that would be super interesting. And you could mm -hmm. do that. You could get super nerdy on so many different tiny aspects of this. I mean, I don't even know how you would start to cover the full, like, how do you choose which camper van for your life? <laughs> like you could go down for so many hours on the different possible setups and like, you know, there's no perfect user interviews. Everyone. Everyone's, Everyone's different. Have a different requirement. Right. And so you could, yeah. but you could outline all of like the different requirements that people would have and then go in deep on those and then talk. Uh, yeah. I think you, I, I think you. you legit, legit could do a fill like hours and hours of content going deep on specific oh, things. Could. And yeah. cause we'll go, we'll go deep randomly here and there, but it's completely unsearchable. Like there's no way you could go back and like see yeah, what we yeah. said about whatever. And at the most, we're talking 20 minutes about something. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. There is so much content that then you get to the point where you want an expert talking about something and which is what we would, valuable. you would have to have. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. have to have. Um, but are, the important, the important thing would be having a very dramatic scene where we're sitting at a desk, complete black behind us, spotlight on the person presenting and, you know, that's maybe, nice. maybe like a matter of fact tone that's like very monotone and, you know, I think all that stuff's key. You got to draw out. I like it. <laughs> I'm somewhere in between. I'm in between you two. Yeah. Uh, is it that time? Yeah. Could be. It's trivia time. So this trivia comes to me from Mike Otati. Um, oh, cool. If you ever have a trivia question or topic, that you think would be worthy, um, DM me at Viewology on Instagram. Yeah, don't DM Dragon anyway. Ball Awesome. Just yeah, don't DM Dragon Ball Awesome because all these ding-dongs will get the answer. Yep. Are, are you okay with them emailing you, Warren? Yeah, yeah, Warren at DragonWallAwesome.com, if that still works. I don't know what's going on with that. But, uh, I think so. Yeah, um, DM on Instagram is good too, but uh, this one comes from Mike Otati, our buddy 
up in the East Bay who has driven several different types of cars on our Coastal Range Rally, most notably the E34 uh, M5 Touring, which is a beauty. He was quoted in a magazine recently uh, as a owner of the car. You know, it's one of the like classic oh, yeah. car magazines. And it's it's like from the owner. And it has a little sidebar. And they completely botched his name. They gave him a completely different name. It was <laughs> like... What was magazine? Like, <laughs> I'll have to look it up in his feed. But it was like Benji McCluskey or something. <laughs> it says, um, according to Modern Classic Magazines, I'm now Brian Warbinski. Good issue. And it's him, you know, a little sidebar yeah, yeah. of... Uh, God dang it. Uh, yeah, I know this. what you're talking about. It's yeah. like view from the, uh, the, from the owner yeah, or whatever. Right. Opinion from the owner, yeah. It's like, I bought one, Brian Werbinski, and he says, uh, watch for rust. A good service history is important. Like many of these types of cars, you're buying the past owner as much as the car, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, he says he, it'll do 250,000 miles, no problem. So that's cool. And the fact that he's been on the rally is so rad. I mean, I think we kind of uh, take that kind of stuff for granted, you know? Yeah. But getting back to um, trivia. All right. Who used the tagline, the ultimate driving machine, years before BMW? Oh. Like what make, brand, or? What, what brand? Oh, shoot. Wow. And I will also uh, qualify this with I did not research this at all. So this oh, is all okay. Mike. If you don't believe me. You don't believe Mike. Take a gander. Take a guess. Damn it. I feel like this is some piece of trivia that I should know. I know. NSU. NSU. <laughs> NSU from Brian. And the, the, the reasoning there is uh, I can't think of any cars off the top of my head that that might apply to reasonably. Uh so I'm going to pick a car brand that I basically know nothing about and hope that that matches up. Uh, this detail that I know nothing about and a car brand that I don't know anything about. But they are yeah. re- rear-wheel drive and everything and kind of Did they use it, thing. like, officially or... or um, Yeah, yeah. Like, like in ads and stuff. In ads. Huh. I'm going to say... Shoot, it's so hard. I feel like it would need to be a brand that, like, went went under... So that mm. they could like steal that name because that, that because slogan. BMW took them out. Yeah, like you would no, just because you wouldn't like the company would sue BMW for using it. Right. Otherwise, maybe. Right. Um, maybe, I don't know how that worked. It might have been like a there was a statute of limitations or something where you use it once and then that's a that's a clue. Huh. But uh, I don't know. Um. It was quite a long time say, before BMW well, say, began using that. Because when did BMW use that? In the late 80s? Early? Mid 80s? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was mid, 70s. Mid 80s, I thought. 70s, I you think? I want to, I don't know, but I would think it's the 80s. Yeah. This is quite a bit before that. The, uh, I would say, like maybe Bugatti? Hmm. Hmm. Pontiac GTO. 1967, the ultimate driving machine. No way. Apparently, while Bob Lutz worked at GM, he used an ad agency that he later reconnected with when he worked at BMW. And he used the same thing? They brought back that line for BMW in the early 70s. So it was really 
super close like yeah. soon after. Yeah, it was like Six, five seven? years later. So you were right, Lane. I can't even what was it, two thousand two they were using that for? Yeah. They were using that for the two thousand two? Anyways. So. Huh. The ultimate driving machine was a sixty seven GTO. Huh. That's there you go. Definitely not the ultimate driving Seems machine. Seems wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and that's weird. It been Bob NSU. Lutz is so NSU lazy been doing it. that he just like <laughs> used the same thing. Oh, he's like, oh, they'll, the BMW will never know. I just used this before. Well, also the fact thing. that we give, we give so much credit to the manufacturers for these kind of things, but Jeff Swart is a perfect example that it isn't, it's almost never the manufacturer that comes up with all this cool ass shit, oh, these fucking yeah. pictures and yeah, these yeah. ad campaigns. It's always some ad agency or a uh, photographer, uh, you know, film crew that just, for Nails sure. It. Yeah. Do you guys know that? I don't, I don't know the answer, but what I know, I remember hearing it once, but the history behind like Porsche's slogan, there is no substitute. I don't, I don't know mm. that one either. Um, that's a good, that's a good. Trivia. I wonder, I mean, you know, there at some level there, it's the, it's the brand is there like approving what everyone's resonate the most or whatever. Right. Oh yeah. The brand approves it, but I, I mean, mean it, it's still up to the mad men to come up with these sure. the print. Yeah. slogans. And so, I mean, as a kid, you would just think like, uh, someone at Volkswagen came up with Farfig, uh, right. uh what was the right. Farfig Nugent and Farfig, Farfig Newton. Yeah. Farfig Nugent. Farfig Groovin. Farfig Newton. I think Farfig this was Nugent? like one of the commercials <laughs> with people saying it. They did. Yeah. yeah they, they, but you would think like, oh man, Volkswagen, they really nailed it, but it probably had nothing to do oh, with Volkswagen. Oh yeah, for sure. They just it came just, out and they're like, how about this? And they're like, yeah, that looks good. That's good. I mean, they had to approve it, but that's about it, right? Yeah. It's funny. It's fun. It's German. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'm Farpig Nugent. <laughs> yeah. In college, I took a, um, like an advertising Nugent class. I took an advertising class and, um, one of the, we watched this really cool documentary on an ad agency that, one the that got the Porsche campaign, and this is like from the eighties, and it was it was a really cool video because it was like basically they were like trying to get the Porsche campaign. It was like almost like a little mini doc about it, um, mm -hmm. and then they ended up winning it with their the whatever they did, and then Porsche like sent them their whole line of cars for them to use because mm -hmm. they wanted to actually experience them, and it was this whole you know. This whole thing, and it was like coming up with the print ads and the the radio and the TV and everything, and it was like, mm. I don't know, that was a really interesting, you know, example of that because, yeah. And then it's like, here's what Porsche wants out of it, and then here's what we come up with basically, and like their take on it, and yeah, and it's stuff, interesting, you know? yeah, and matching with like, you know, if you've watched Mad Men and everything, and all like the, uh, uh, the inner workings, you know, agency to agency where it's like, you know, somebody's losing a deal. And so then you got to jump on and beat them and everything. And what it takes to get that Porsche one is yeah, pretty rad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, there's Goodby and Silverstein or whatever, the, mm -hmm. the agency that did the got milk. They, they have a masterclass, which is interesting too. They talk yeah. about some of these details. I just looked up the, um, the original got milk campaign the other day. Oh yeah. Because there was like, I forget. I think it was my daughter. She was like studying the revolutionary war or something. And Aaron Burr came up. Right. 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 So right, I was right, like, Aaron Burr, Aaron, <laughs> you know, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. and my Heidi didn't know what that was. I'm like, what? You don't know what that is. You got to find and, out. Yeah. And that was the original. I didn't know it was the original, but that was the first got milk ad. 
That is so good. Yeah, so good, dude. Because it's like <laughs> the it was person who can like answer a... this like uh, correctly, um, you know, yeah, gets like, like ten thousand dollars or whatever. Anybody? Anybody? I'm sorry. It was um, directed by someone famous. I think you're right. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm look it up right now. Yeah, Cotton Milk. Um, Michael on. Bay. Michael Bay. Oh, weird. It doesn't have like explosions or overhead shots or anything. <laughs> it's, it's very, capable. it's very dramatic though. Yeah. If you, yeah, you, you watch the ad, right lane. Yeah. Yeah. But also like that all dude, the swooping shots coming in yeah, and everything. But and that dude doesn't look like he needs $10,000 either. He's in this like huge library room wing of his it's house true. or something. Hey, or? Anyone could use, if you just got knowledge bouncing around your head, it's like, I that's, know. but I guess you don't feel for him. Right. In that case, right. Michael Bay. Yeah, interesting, humble, dude. I, I wouldn't beginnings. think you're right, though, Brian. It does do like a whole. I think it has a really cool like pan shot and stuff where it goes. Um, yeah, and maybe it's on a dolly and kind of like zooms around. Um, I'm sure it's an expensive very, ad, like, yeah. Michael Bayish, but Creative yeah, there's lighting. no like 9/11, you know, with no cup holders and that whole thing. Oh, by the way, yeah, Porsche was great. They, yeah, whoever whoever did that generation of Porsche ads was awesome. Oh, they were so good. All the yeah. the printouts were great. Were killer Zort too. Was in there. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's all like part of the same package, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be all like the same guys running it? Yeah, yeah. Usually they would use the same agency, especially back back then. I would think. Yeah. Now they just use someone on different on everything they on everything done. You know, it's like Probably, whatever yeah. who's cheapest. Um. But uh, I watched the new bad. I tried to watch the newest Bad Boys the other day, and it was pretty unwatchable. I just want to mention that because it's a car kind of. <laughs> you know, you think of yeah. the car stuff, and yeah. they drive like a new. He drive, Will Smith drives a new nine nine two, but it's like nothing special. It's just like Carrera S. But hmm. I'm sure they filmed it when that was a pre production car, like it was a big deal. But it's not a big deal because it's just a normal nine eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like. I, I yeah, understand that's not that's not telling the story of like this this dude's a badass, right? No, like in the original one, he had a three point six turbo, which is like right. the, the you know the like, widowmaker. Yeah, it was crazy and cool and like and sexy. Um, huh. <laughs> TLC, but, um, but yeah, it was that movie is pretty unwatchable actually, and that's, that's too bad. It, I think it's it's not, Michael Bay, right? Not a surprise. Bruckheimer and Michael Bay. Yeah, tough yeah. one. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, all right. I think that's a podcast. I think so. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. And this is our master class. It's 180 bucks a year. Yep. See ya. Bye. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store, early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, yeah. It really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks.